from New York Toy Fair, this is Star Wars Action News, hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. Helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Over here we have the Micro Force series, and they are coming in these little lightsaber tubes. This is series two we're looking at. Got some translucent figures. Got Luke, a couple of uh, Vaders, Ray, Kylo Ren, old Luke. And then over here, we got some figures that are out or recently out. I recently ordered the uh, Jarek Yeager and Bucket two-pack, as well as the uh, Poe Dameron and BB-8 two-pack. They were up on Amazon, I think it was. Uh, the Galaxy of Adventures figures, we reviewed those on our last show. Uh, here's the next wave of those, Grievous, Obi-Wan, Darth Maul. Ray, Kylo Ren, makes sense with the movie coming out and stuff they can, you know, show us from previous movies, re-release figures. Uh, Darth Maul, Boba Fett again. Then here are some of the ones that are already out, some of the wave we reviewed recently. And then Resistance figures that, again, mostly are already out. I've seen this entire wave one at stores. Major Von Reg is my favorite of the line, actually. Going down to more Microforce, we've got Microforce vehicles. Thank you so much. The TIE Fighter, Millennium Falcon. Now we get to move over here. Oh my lord, there's actually nobody there. We're going to get a chance to look at this stuff. So let's take a look at the vintage collection figures we've got here. We got uh, 41st Elite Troop clone, Gamorrean Guard, which I just need a ton of, Han Solo in Stormtrooper outfit, Range Trooper, Chewbacca, some of these are out already, of course, Han Solo from the movie, Lando Skiffguard. Come over here. There we go. Lando Skiffguard. Old man Luke there. Again, so many of these are out. There's so much I'm sure they're holding back because of episode 9 reveals that Disney is not ready to share yet. But Imperial Assault Tank Driver. Leia Bausch. Scarif Trooper, here we go, Klaatu, and the regular release Yak Face. Notice, no cup with him. Then we've got the six-inch figure line up here, uh, the Archive series. Here's Bosk and Yoda, IG-88. There's the X-Wing Luke with the photo real face, and the new Darth Maul, which has been going for over $100 on eBay for that early release. But here there's going to be a difference. It's going to have the photo real face. Boba Fett. And then the Phantom Menace cards I absolutely love. They're iridescent, a little bit of hologram going on there. These are the Celebration exclusives. And just... And way good way to 
celebrate episode one with that classic card and remember when they had holograms back on those old cards then coming up here some figures that I've not seen yet I've not seen Dryden Voss at stores yet uh, Han Solo Mimbin Holdo Padme from Attack of the Clones Mace Windu can you collapse the battle droid yes, for me? Absolutely. Would you prefer to be over at the table there? Oh uh, no, this is good. Okay. Collapsible um, battle droid, guys. So telescoping rear antennas. Uh, the head actually lifts out of the body to allow it to fold flat against the uh, the torso. And as brilliant, you can bring the arms around. Now his articulation is unfortunately uh, tethered to the uh, the display stand down here, but uh, you are able to get the legs close together to really uh, recreate that iconic scene. Just brilliant. So the six-inch droid release tank is, of course. I, I, at this point, it's got to be inevitable. <laughs> Again, certainly, I know. Uh, you know, we've had a, we've gotten a few vehicles out there, but you know, if there's demand for them, although I, that one would be bigger than the barge. Be bigger than the barge for sure. <laughs> and we've got the Obi Wan in its regular packaging. So if you miss out on those figures at Celebration, you'll be able to get Maul on the Archive card and Obi Wan here on the Black Series card. Then Ezra and Dr. Afra and Six Inch and BT1 and Triple Zero, based upon the success of the San Diego Comic Con exclusive three pack in the three and three quarter. I have a feeling that the comic fans are going to love those. Stormtrooper Luke with wet hair. A jump Trooper. And then the Piece de Resistance. I'm still waiting for this since Comic Con. The super articulated deluxe General Grievous. And to finish off, let's end with the controversy of the show the retro collections, the recreations. Imagine Gentle Giants jumbo figures, but in regular scale, because these aren't the original molds, but computer scans of vintage figures and recreated as faithfully as possible vintage figures. And as you saw during the Q&A, the figures will have dates on them, the manufacturing dates, so nobody will ever be able to pass off a vi fully vinyl Cape Vader off you, on you as original. But the Cape himself, if the Cape were to come off the Vader and be put on an old Vader, if the Chewbacca's bowcaster here were to... It looks a different color to me. Then listeners will have to go off my memory, but I remember it being a little bit greener than the black here but this is if you see the luke skywalker lightsaber with a tip it's probably going to be one of these but not always i know i've got a couple carded samples but then the board game the escape from the death star board game which i loved playing as a kid with tarkin and this is a retro collection tarkin only available with the board game. Interesting way to do it. And really just looks like Tarkin would have looked in the 70s. I almost wonder if the face is too good. You know, I'm not saying that it's exactly Peter Cushing there, but would in 78 the face have been that good? 
I wonder, but it's still an awesome, awesome addition. I remember when they released him in Power of the Force 2, and it said, you know, the first character not released before in the Star Wars line. So, then, you know, the Lightsaber Academy, Jabba's Palace we talked about. So, a lot of cool stuff here. More than I expected, to be perfectly honest. I didn't expect to see this much new stuff because of the Episode Nine reveals. But, I'm positive there's going to be more, a lot more this year, come Triple Force Friday. Uh, um, this is coming from one of your favorite people, Volker, on Germany. Yes. Okay. Um, his main question, which I know he probably bothers you a lot about, is when can we expect a General Merrick with his X-Wing? So it's a great first question because it allows us to say we revealed a lot of cool stuff today, which we're really excited about. Anything that wasn't revealed, we can't comment on anything in the future. Um, but certainly that comes from great entertainment, and we're always looking at all of the entertainment properties for future uh, product ideas. Awesome. Absolutely. Next question. Will the skiff be available internationally? Yes, the skiff will absolutely be available internationally. There's no U.S. restriction on it. Um, you know, as we've always discussed, uh, we're working on all of our products to get them available globally at every market possible. Great question. What's the price on the skiff? Our price, I'm not sure if we've been talking about prices, but I'm happy to. The skiff? Yeah. Uh, so the skiff is selling, uh, the global suggested retail price for that is $49.99. Is that a good wow or a bad wow, James? All right, there we go. That's what we like to hear. Next question. Yes, Chris. Any possibility of sending Hasbro reps out to the water? Like, the waves of the Yeah. So we're certainly aware of, you know, we've talked in the past, like distribution is something that we're always working on to improve. Um, I don't know if we're going to approve a whistle-stop tour for Sam and I to go to brick-and-mortar retail, um, but Wave 1 of the Vintage Collection is absolutely something we're aware of, and, and we're going to try to get that out and get other Waves in. The Kenner figures on display, they have the uh, retro collection printed on it. Is it a print-on, or is it a sticker that can peel it off? It is print-on, so it's it definitely print. is not intended to replace the original 1977 figures, but it is you know, definitely to kind of honor them and sort of uh, pay homage. And uh, that sticker was something that was utilized by Kenner back in the day as sort of a uh, you know, way of uh, promoting exclusivity to them. So. That's a good point. We had a lot of conversations. We thought that that idea was really cool. And actually, I didn't say in the presentation, but it uh, came out of uh, Sam, a group that Sam led during a brainstorm, yeah. the idea for that, which was really cool. Uh, but yeah, we talked a lot about the right way to deliver that. Uh, you know, we wanted to get some of the old favorites out there, but then obviously Tarkin as a new figure. And then the right way to do it without kind of undermining the existing figures. So the the seal on the package, on kind of the, the graphic treatment, was one way that we wanted to do that. What about the accessories and things? How are people going to be able to differentiate uh, the new accessories from actual vintage accessories? Well, if we did our job right, you can't. Um, but definitely in terms of everything we were looking at was really about capturing everything from the density of the plastics to the colors. So these are intended to be very authentic to their, their counterparts. But uh, Okay, so the vintage collectors freaking out, they can continue to freak out. <laughs> so what, I, what about the date stamp on the figures? 
So I believe that there is a date stamp on our figures. Yes. Yes. So there's a date stamp. Great. So I will say it in a different tone of voice now. There is a date stamp on our figures, so obviously you will be able to tell the difference between an original one and one of the ones that we're issuing now this year. Yes, in the back. On the retro collection. Um, not as my particular figures, but is there a chance we can look forward to more figures that were never produced? It's a good question. See the answer to the first question. Um, so obviously, uh, we're excited about the retro collection. What we revealed today is kind of what we can publicly talk about. We can't talk about anything in the future. Um, but as we say with everything, you know, if, if you guys like something uh, and you talk online about liking it, uh, and if it sells well, then we can certainly consider things in the future. Skip so, game with Iana. What's that? Skip game with Iana. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Steve Evans? So Steve Evans is no longer part of Star Wars. He's still with Hasbro's, continuing his role as um, a director of licensing products. So uh, Vicky is stepping into his role as design director on Star Wars. We'll continue to have everything without any hiccups. It's been a great transition. Absolutely. Steve obviously was you know, a great design director to work with. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so smart, so creative. Uh, Vicky has been amazing in the same way. So uh, it's really been a seamless transition. The uh, Galaxy of Adventure figures, is that now the, uh, the successor to the Force Link 2.0 series? Uh, so that is definitely the successor in terms of our three and three quarter inch offering. So we have that as well as the resistance figures, which are sort of populating, and we've actually been hearing great response on those. So um, those are really to be able to continue the buzz uh, in regards to those characters that are a lot of kids are being reintroduced to through Galaxy of Adventures and that new animated platform. And will you continue to do three and three quarter inch in the basic resistance style stuff down the road for further properties and revisiting properties? you can talk about. So. So, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. obviously, as you know, we have different expressions in yeah. three and three quarters inch scale. Vintage collection, now retro, uh, obviously the more kid-focused lines. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, obviously the, the heritage scale of Star Wars, uh, and we're definitely not walking away from that scale at any point in the future. Is the uh, Jabba's Palace um, is obviously a, a small place there, yeah. and something that Star Wars fans wanted for a long time, yeah. and is that potentially a test that, you know, if, if people like it and lap it up, then, you know, the future may, may look bright. Yeah. Well, that's almost implying that we didn't do a giant place. <laughs> but I think this was definitely the foundation for really being able to start to look at that. We saw the excitement that built around the Katana, which, you know, ultimately was a very off-screen used vehicle. Um, so, you know, with that excitement and, you know, all the figures were sort of building up and being able to bring out the new skiff and you know, testing some of the waters in terms of doing something like the, the um, Jabba's kind of trophy room to be able to start to get some of those figures in and, yeah, we definitely seed it. So if you guys like it, yeah. I think with all things, we've said this in the past, like the, the reason we do what we do is because we really do get joy and passion out of giving Star Wars fans the, the toys and collectibles they want. Uh, so we've been obviously doing different types of play sets. Uh, if this does well and you like it, then it will absolutely be a foundation for future product ideas. And what's the price point for Jabba's Palace? Price point for Jabba's Palace is... I thought that was a... I don't know. Joe? Hey, Joe, Joe, do you know the price point for Jobs Palace? Off the top of my head. I have what I think it is. Let me find out. I'll find yeah. out before you guys are done. We don't want to put any bad information out there. So many products. <laughs> so little brain space. So I know you're talking about um, Bart. I know you mentioned it upstairs, but I need him to hear it from you because <laughs> he won't leave me. 
when it's coming out to the UK, Europe, and Germany? Absolutely. So I'm going to try to remember everything I rattled off upstairs. <laughs> it is absolutely coming beyond the U.S. and Canada. Uh, in March, uh, it will be sold on eBay. That is the partner that we're working with that we were able to get it uh, to these other countries. Uh, but of course, there will be a specific URL on eBay. We didn't want people to have to like go to eBay and like enter something and search around for it. So we will be posting all of those URLs on Hasbro Pulse, and we'll be doing it at least one week in advance. We didn't want to post it and then like a couple hours later, and maybe someone didn't check it. So if you check Hasbro Pulse, you know, at least on a daily or every other day basis, you will see it and then you'll be able to buy it as soon as it goes on sale. Uh, and I'm forgetting the exact list of countries that I named off, but absolutely the UK, absolutely Germany. You listed about 20. Now, with the logistics of that stock, if Mexico had like 500 left and the UK sold out in two seconds, how so did it's, you manage the stock so it all hits the right people at the right time? Yeah, so Is the, it once it's sold out in the UK, that's it, it's gone, or will you move stock around to... So the short answer is no. Uh, I won't dive into all the details no. of the logistics, but basically it's one stock uh, right. that is sold out of eBay. So uh, as we said, it's limited quantities yep. and it's kind of available to all markets. So there will not be a situation where people in the UK cannot get one while there is extra stock available in another market. Fantastic. Jobs Palace, 49.99. For the record, that's what I thought. <laughs> will you ever let us know what the final number of the katanas that were produced? Because obviously we know how many were produced for the US and Canada, and uh, I think some of those people would like to know what the final number was, yeah. including the rest of the world. So I don't think we'll say the exact number, um, but I think we can say generally definitely less than, less than 10,000. Total. Yeah. Uh, the Galaxy of Adventures figures and the Star Wars Resistance figures don't have vehicles in the lineup right now. No spaceships, no vehicles. Is that something that you're looking at for, you know, a release? Yeah, nothing that we can talk about specifically today, but, you know, definitely the nice thing about Resistance is that it's a very vehicle-rich universe that it's offering. So, you know, definitely if there's a demand for it, we're listening. So. Oh no, I lost it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's basically about the uh, new five-inch hyper wheel. That eight-inch, yeah. yeah uh, sorry, eight-inch. It's okay. Um, he was talking about that. There's a rumor going around that the. I'm sorry. <laughs> that the six-inch series might be canceled. Is that just a rumor, or would that be happening? So, as with everything, we can announce kind of future plans. But that being said, you know, the six-inch line is you know one of our two fan-focused lines. Uh, we know that there are fans out there that love it, and you know, there are no current plans to discontinue it. Yes, in the back. I know you can't uh, answer any specifics, but since it is the 20th anniversary of Phantom Menace, uh, do you think there'll be any more love for the prequel trilogy characters in the next year? Um, so, <laughs> can't comment on anything that's not revealed, uh, but we have been excited uh, to get some of that Phantom Menace product into the line. Obviously, uh, you know, we chat with you guys, like we read online, it's been really cool to see kind of a resurgence of excitement about the Phantom Menace uh, and the whole prequel trilogy. Uh, so we've been really excited to get the Force Effects lightsabers back into the line, uh, the six-inch figures that we announced last year at European conventions, now these uh, celebration items. Uh, and as with all things, like, if, if they do well and fans are excited about those prequel items, then it's certainly a rich source of entertainment that will continue to mine in the future. The great thing about Six Inches, though, while we've done it for a few years, yeah. for Star Wars, it's still relatively a new scale. Yeah. So there's 
plenty of figures, um, and especially with all the new entertainment coming out, there's lots to support. But again, as long as there's the, the demand for and the love for them, we're absolutely on board for you know making things happen in the future. There's a lot of entertainment, and there's a set of Rebels figures you've been doing. Are you ever going to finish that set? So I think Steve Evans mentioned at Hascon a year and a half ago that eventually we will finish the Rebels set. Yeah. Um, can't reveal anything today. He's got a twenty dollar price point though, is he? Uh, we'll see. Similar question, but for three seven five. Yeah. Any interest in realistically styled animated sourced characters for three seven five? Yeah. So I think we know that that vintage fans, again from talking with you all and reading online uh, and talking at conventions, that vintage fans like the Rebels trilogy. Uh, and as Sam said, kind of even with the vintage collection that's been around a lot longer than the Black series, there's still a lot of great characters to do. So. Again, can't reveal anything right now, but uh, Rebels is definitely a great source of entertainment yeah, for both absolutely. lines in the future. And Clone. <laughs> Ab absolutely. <laughs> uh, to follow up on kind of the Phantom Menace question, I wasn't clear in the presentation. You said Darth Maul and Obi-Wan are going to be Celebration exclusives, and then I got that Obi-Wan's coming out in the Archive line. Is Darth Maul also in the Archive line, or is so, he in the main line? Obi-Wan's actually coming out in the main line. Okay. Um, so his, he was actually added to the uh, the display out there in his okay. mainline packaging. So Darth Maul will be an archive um, exclusively okay. available there outside of the convention. So Obi-Wan in package in Black Series mainline is out there right now. We haven't revealed the second wave of archive packaging yet. So when we do, Darth Maul will be well represented there. Yeah. Before Steve left, did he sort out the Zubio archive figure? <laughs> Zubio archive figure. We're, we're, working, we're working hard on that. Yeah. Just <laughs> <the archive laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, in the back. How long are you looking at for the retro collection? Is that just a one-off, or are we looking at multiple years? Is that an ongoing thing? Yeah, again, we don't have anything further that we can necessarily speak to on that, but again, if there's the demand for it, it's something we're definitely excited about doing internally. Again, you know, as we we saw it as being classic characters, but something we definitely wanted to do was the opportunity we took with Tarkin and really be able to bring characters that weren't done in 1977 to that card back. Um, so again, if opportunities do arise for us to be able to do more, I think we'd certainly like to. And I would just encourage your readers to, to let their voices be heard. We, we've said this before, but again, we do read your sites, and obviously, you know, we talk to fans at conventions, so have them, you know, if they're at a convention uh, in the U.S. or abroad, come talk to us and, and let us know if there's a, a groundswell of demand, like, something we'll absolutely explore. Awesome. Um, so, um, the license has not been renewed, supposedly, with um, some research that Volker has been doing. And it is set to expire in 2020, which marks 25 years after you guys relaunched it in 95. Would there be a surprise for 2020 Star Wars Celebration that you will probably renew the so this license? Is, this is the easiest question of all to answer, because if we can't talk about new reveals, we unfortunately absolutely yeah. can't talk about that. But a great question. <laughs> Is there anything new about that display version of the cell bars that we haven't maybe seen? That's a good question. Uh, so this is, in fact, a production sample. Yeah. So this is a unboxed sample that arrived just a little bit earlier than the rest of yours. Um, but it uh, ultimately reflects uh, the sail barge that you guys will receive. Any uh, differences from when we uh, you know, showed the FEP or gray model? 
Uh, they've been so talking been, about some of that evolution. Yeah, it's been a, a natural development. The really nice thing about the sail barge is that um, there wasn't a lot that wasn't engineerable. Uh, you know, everything in terms of the, the material limitations, this was a great collaboration not only between our, uh, our sculptors in HFE as well as our sculptors in RI. So um, it's uh, very much what you see here is what you will be receiving. What was the final number of paint ops for the, the bar? Can I share? I think we can oh. say that. I think that so, is, yeah. uh, 1,000 paint ops. 1,000? Yep, 1, so 1, it is the yeah. largest number of paint Three ops zeros. that we've ever applied to any Star Wars product today. 1,000 exactly? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to tell our marketing partners, but uh, it was a little over that. Yeah. <laughs> over that, wow. Yeah. So that's obviously, the barge is a fantastic item, uh, obviously a, a large value, and, and that deco drives a huge part of that. So we're really excited for that level of detail uh, that's worthy of the vintage collection. Absolutely. So you'd really like to force awaken uh, Phantom Menace Hyperreal 3 gear then? Phantom Menace. the boundary on paint ops. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Again, we can't talk about anything that's not revealed, but that's a great idea. <laughs> yes, Chris. Oh, the X-Face has an exclusive accessor, you can see, the Power of the Force one. Is that the first time this has been revealed? Uh, I believe oh. the, the imagery for this has been shared through the, the Pulse, yeah. but you're referring to this little one here? Yes, yeah, so the uh, the cup that Yak Face holds is exclusive to the Yak Face that you get with your barge. It does not part of the mainline. I know, I know. Is that a wink to the original Power of the Force Yak Face, which came with the staff? And That's the trilogue didn't? certainly... Um, part of it. Uh, the other nice thing is really just sort of aligning with the card art and, you know, Vintage Collection is always pushed to, you know, find other accessories that we can start to include with the characters. So certainly the staff is important, but, you know, seeing him hold that cup, which is compatible with the existing Vintage Collection R2 serving droid, um, you know, you can load them in right there. And what's he drinking? <laughs> As a yak, he can only be drinking blue yak milk. <laughs> We should have included that in our presentation. <laughs> Go back in time. Other questions? There was a rumor yesterday that uh, it was your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it was. That leaked, unfortunately. Um, it was my birthday yesterday, yes. So on behalf of all of us, wish you a happy birthday. Oh, that's too kind. Thank you very Which much. Which one of you wished him to break a leg? Cause he oh, I know. Right leg. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Any other questions? I think we have a little more time, but if not, we're happy to When's your next off-Broadway show? <laughs> next off-Broadway? I don't know. I think my Broadway career might be over after that. That good. Yeah, exactly. Um, any chance of a reissue of the Kit Fisto Force Effects lightsaber? Oh. an interesting idea. Yeah, it is an interesting um, So as <laughs> everything, we can't reveal anything, but, but what we will say is that, I mean, our Force Effects line we love, it's great. Uh, when we revealed the these Force Effects lightsabers, the Darth Maul, the Obi-Wan Kenobi, and the Mace Windu um, at SDCC last year, we talked about how we kind of rested it in 2018 because we wanted to save those for this year. Um, but the reaction to those has been amazing. Absolutely. And it's absolutely something that we're going to continue in the future. So that's a great suggestion. With your tour last year of European conventions, will you be continuing global convention tours like last year? 
So I don't think we can uh, discuss any specifics um, at this point. Uh, but I, what, what I will say is we started talking about this as well at San Diego Comic-Con. And, you know, absolutely we've realized or, or, you know, awakened and, you know, know that there are fantastic fans all around the world that are just as passionate about Star Wars as the great fans here in the U.S. And so, you know, as you said, we kind of executed that last year going to unboxing toy convention in Mexico, Canada's Fan Expo, and then three conventions in Europe. And that will absolutely continue this year. Where specifically we go, we're still sussing out. We have time for one more question. Black Series packaging change that you mentioned during the panel? Or did I misunderstand that? Did you say, not say that there's a new packaging change coming? Uh, no, we didn't say that. No, so the only packaging variations that we have for Black Series are going the, obviously with the Celebration exclusive, okay. and then just in terms of the talks of, of Archive and using that to get some gotcha. of those older I, figures. I back. think what we said was new packaging for Vintage, but how can you have new packaging for Vintage if it's Vintage? So I think what we said was that there were new packaging that you hadn't seen before, perhaps down okay. here in the booth. So we hadn't shown we them at probably a said that for Black Series in terms of new packaging reveals being new packaging you haven't seen. What's that? You've got new box Exactly. Yep. The Summer Wave, the Afro, and the Comic Book Droids, exactly. All those packages are available to view. Great. Thank you, everyone. Fantastic. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, we're in the Star Wars booth at Toy Fair with Sam, who's going to show us the uh, new hyper-real Darth Vader, because I don't think this figure can be appreciated if you don't see it move. I mean... Yeah, it definitely, it's it's a tough one to appreciate in a photograph, but that's a, you know, a huge part of what it was designed to be done. Um, what we have here is our hyper-real Darth Vader. It's an 8-inch scale. Uh, but what the figure has, unlike any of our other figures, is no visual articulation breaks. And the way that it's able to do that is what we have is an internal steel skeleton that's actually a fully articulated maquette that allows the figure to snap into his articulated joint positions, all using that under skeleton because what we've sort of molded into is a soft um, kind of rubbery uh, exterior skin. So this, um, in terms of coming to a new scale, was definitely done as sort of a, a limitation of the skeleton. What we didn't want to do was compromise any of the figures that we could potentially do in this line by having to kind of resize them to meet the skeleton. We wanted to deliver kind of a perfect grade scale. And so by doing 8-inch, we're able to do that. So kind of heroing that, we have Darth Vader. Uh, Darth Vader is done in his Empire Strikes Back attire. Um, what we've done, this is also, again, going slightly larger in scale has given us the opportunity to really hone in on some of the details that we haven't been able to capture at any other scales. So you'll notice on the chest box, not only do you have lots of the brass and silver details between all of the chest box buttons, but you'll actually find the Arabish uh, sort of inscribed underneath all of his life support um, sections there. So. Again, it's a, it's a beautiful way to really be able to, um, you know, hero this character. He does come with an arsenal of swappable limbs in terms of alternate arms and hands and different positions you can put them in, as well as his iconic lightsaber. And we also include uh, a display stand that's sort of inspired by the carbonite freezing chamber on Bespin. So, two questions. First of all, you say 8-inch scale. So how tall is Vader? 
So Vader is substantially taller than eight inches. Um, his exact height is escaping me at the moment, but he's um, he's definitely closer to almost nine inches tall. Um, so uh, I believe Vader ends up being about six seven in terms of a, a character, um, which is a lot bigger than we'd have. But again, being at the eight inch scale, that sort of baselines are six foot character so a character like Luke would be substantially less than that because Luke Skywalker's comes in more around five seven and why do a new scale why not just do this in six inch with this technology so again it's a big part of that is really just in terms of the limitations of the skeleton that we're doing so because again this is a fully articulated steel structure this isn't just a matter of sort of a, a wire uh, structure within the figure we there's material tolerances and limitations that we're going to have with this. And what we didn't want to do was immediately be faced with characters that we couldn't do because we'd have to manipulate their forms in order to get the skeleton inside of them. So again, the skeleton will be unique to characters that we do. This is obviously the Darth Vader skeleton, so it comes in over eight inches tall. But if we were to do other characters in the line, we want to make sure that there's no, um, no compromises that have to be made on account of the the uh, the technology opposed to the character. Then with the plastic, the malleable plastic or rubber over the joints and things, I've seen that used by Hot Toys and some other companies. And the problem is, like the very first Hulk they did, uh, it rotted real quick. Or some of them weep. Yep, absolutely. And that's something that we see with a lot of materials, especially with some older PVC figures. You're probably starting to see some of those start to leach or weep, where you start to see that petroleum extract to the surface. So we've been doing a lot of that as sort of upfront and investigations to ensure that what we're looking at from a material does not um, you know, suffer some of those consequences. So uh, I can't share with you directly the materials that we are using for this, but again, that is something we are completely aware of and intend uh, for it to be certainly addressed. But you can even feel on the figure here, um, or none of your hands free, uh, <laughs> a lot of... Uh, you know, a lot of that you start to see almost immediately with... Um, it's not squishies. And there is nothing in the Star Wars universe that would be categorized as squishy. <laughs> well, maybe the uh, internal linings of a uh, uh, space slug stomach? Yeah. Fair enough. It feels like the guts you did a few years back. Oh, it's definitely a really cool figure that I yeah I don't think stills do it justice. That's why I wanted you to give us a little demo here because definitely in terms of getting it into the the hands of you guys and really letting you experience and see the difference and hopefully you're just as excited as we are. It's an absolute work of art. So how many are you going to release a year? Is it going to be like twenty a year? Eighty bucks a piece? I don't have anything I can share in terms of figures. Um, it's definitely in terms of as it's delivering to a higher price point. I would say we. You you know, we're definitely going to be careful to be, possibly, yeah. It's not a high frequency item. It's it's a higher priced item, so I don't see it as having as many figures in it as uh, some of our other scales. Cool. And the cloth on the cape, the way it hangs is just absolutely, it's the best soft goods I've seen in a Star Wars figure to date. What, what is it that makes this 
better. A, a lot of that, again, is the, the, the new scale. Um, and so by going to the larger scale, there's an increased amount of material and start, things start to scale down as the scale goes up. So things like stitching that would have previously been larger and more unsightly, you start to get really more natural seams as you get into the eight inch scale. And because again, you have that greater amount of material, you get that more natural weight that's pulling it to the floor. So you're able to really be able to recreate that iconic Vader look. Well, thank you very much for your time. It's a, you know, I'm going to be a big champion for that figure. I know I get, I was with everybody else about having a new scale of figure, but I think people need to see it. I think people need to, you know, play with it and really understand what they're getting. Because at first I was skeptical, but it's really cool. <laughs> capture some of those iconic scenes in terms of getting the skiff uh, sort of jostled right on the side of the Sarlacc pit. Um, but as we tilt it towards you here, uh, there are a number of removable panels here, which really start to give a, an inlay into sort of all the inner workings of the, the skiff. Uh, this was an absolute blast for Mark Boudreau just because he loves being able to do almost these cutaway section views of our vehicle and start to drop in what would be kind of appropriate in terms of, uh, you know, what would be powering this thing. So we do also have removable inner panels there. And of course there is floors that um, snap into all of the open cavities. Is that for weapon storage? Absolutely, you saw that there. You also have weapon storage here to snap on some of your skiff staffs, as well as you have a few different locations back here on the back. You do have fully articulating rear rudders with uh, both um, really uh, all accesses in terms of articulation as well as yeah <laughs> you also have the retractable planks so you can get your characters uh, walking right out over the sarlacc pit there um, and we do also include um, the alternate um, side rail so we have both the clean version as well as the broken away ones your figures can sort of hang down below but, Can we see the end of the yeah, this is coming in the second half of the year? This is coming uh, later on this uh, this fall. Yes. Oh, that's gorgeous. And uh, the price point was $49.99? Correct. Which is amazing, considering what you're getting. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a, lot, that's a lot of paint for 50 bucks. Absolutely. <laughs> Just the weathering on it. You we know? are thrilled to have this, uh, this ship in the line. Hopefully, you guys haven't gotten too vested in terms of buying up all the, uh, the original skips online. Yep. I've been dying to show you guys this as soon as the... Uh, as you have no idea the, how the barge was a success. Everything was like, let's execute everything towards the barge. <laughs> There's more, more than one skiff in the film, so if you've got one old one, exactly, one, that's all good. Yeah, absolutely. And the next the older one's smaller, so you put it in the background. Yeah, but you kind of want the best. This one. It's yeah, the yeah, right yeah, but you put this in the front and the old one in the back. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got three new figures as well. Three new figures. So uh, two of these figures have been previously released, but this is going to be their first time on the vintage card back, which is going to apply to Vizam, uh, as well as to Jabba's Skiffguard. Vizam has unfortunately lost a number of his accessories in transit to the show, but he will include both his headpiece as well as his original side cannon, which is compatible with the side of the barge. Um, so new to the vintage collection entirely is going to be Vidane. Uh, Vidane is one of the missing Skiffguards that we... Um, have not ever had a figure of, so we're thrilled to, uh, you know, get a new one into the line. There's there. only one missing now. That's right. Plenty of opportunity, guys. You know, it only took 40 years to get Vidane. 
and then behind we'll see that, how soon we can get the we, other one. Behind that, we've got Jabba's Palace. Correct. So Jabba's Palace is uh, kind of the first of its kind uh, in terms of uh, recent uh, exploration into playsets outside of vehicles for the vintage collection. Uh, this is was a lot of fun for us to work on, but it really allowed us to kind of celebrate. Um, Again, all, everything that was going into uh, Jabba's Palace. So new to this, we do have the um, Han and Carbonite, which has been magnetically modified to allow it to be able to magnet to the rear here. Uh, and with a rear switch, you can actually lift the Carbonite block up and down to again, start to prepare that descent as uh, Leia Bush removes it from the trophy wall. On the trophy wall itself, you will find both the Tauntaun head as well as for the first time in uh, ever captured in any product, uh, the Jerba head, which is a form of domesticated uh, Tatooine cattle. So we're thrilled to be able to have that. These side arches can be displayed um, both in a horizontal as well as a forward-facing um, position. So as you start to add all your characters, or if you want to have you know, the curtain unveil and reveal Jabba and a number of his, uh, you know, members of his troops. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can, you know, expand that out to be quite a greater deal. So. Without the throne room. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> It will look like another just a piece of wool then. What does it look like without the carbonite in? The carbonite removed. There's it nothing is, too much that. No, oh, that's nice. The blank slate awaiting. So you could actually just buy a few of these and put them around. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I will encourage. Yeah. Are the heads removable? The heads are not intended to be removable. Um, <coughs> I do not believe that they are consumer or something. Okay. They're sort of like one time snap. And again, the price point of this, I think, is very reasonable. You get two figures and the environment for 50 bucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And both figures come on the vintage card back as well. So again, first time for Han and Carbonite as well as first time for Reese and the vintage collection card. So you're actually getting the environment for just 30 bucks? That Reese has been released before, hasn't it? So Reese is uh, both our existing figures, but both came out in the Black Series line. So Black Series three and three quarter, in the orange packaging you had Reese, and in the blue packaging you had the Han and Carbonite, um, based on his, uh, you know, Bespin City. So he does come with the the, the shackles as he go in, which suddenly disappear <laughs> as he, uh, you know, emerges in Carbonite. Well, thank you very, very much for showing us these new reveals, and we look forward to acquiring them in the autumn. <laughs> much appreciated, guys. So, so you, you, you uh, when he mentioned Jabba's throne room, you, you... Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, okay. I would love to do one. <laughs> I want to do all of Jabba's palace. Um, we don't necessarily have anything that we can share, but again, certainly if there's the opportunity to do more products, if you guys love this, if you want to see more of it, you know, definitely be vocal about it. Cantina one as well. Once you finish the palace, yeah, finish the palace. Finish the palace, then the cantina. Oh, you might have to do a fan vote on that. Don't divide them. Do them all. Yeah. We've never gotten a Jawa with palm frond, have we? No. A Jawa with what? A Jawa with missing pistol from. Oh my God, the big leaf you've got. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that we have, you know, you could have a dais environment with a Jawa and the leaf and the... Uh, need the rotisserie. This. I love this. I could talk to these all day. <laughs>
get the podcast. We didn't do this live. But let's talk Galactic Heroes. You know, Galactic Heroes used to be this wonderful line of squishy figures. And then it became, you know, the little two and a half inch articulated figures. The two and a half inch articulated figure line is no more. Also no more Titan Hero series. Those figures that... You know, they were solid sellers for quite a while, but lately I've been finding a lot of them at Five Below. Gone. Now you have Galactic Heroes, I guess I'll say 3.0. You got two scales here. First, there's the 10-inch scale. Here's Chewbacca in the 10-inch scale. There's no knee articulation, ankle articulation, so no articulation below the waist. But if you look here, there's wrist articulation and double jointed shoulders plus neck articulation so depending on how you want to count it i mean it's five points but with the double jointed shoulders you're going to get a lot more poses out of chewbacca than you could out of a titan hero figure here's the stormtrooper in the same 10 inch line these figures are supposed to be priced the same as the titan figures 9.99 and just two inches smaller but so much more stylized. You know, I think the Titan heroes, I've often called them soap bottles on the show, and it's because they did look like shampoo bottles. But now you look at this Chewbacca, you look at this Vader, you look at the Stormtrooper, and you can see there's quite a bit of sculpting going on here. According to the Steve, the Hasbro rep I talked to, uh, there's almost entirely new sculpting going on with each one of these. And I think kids are gonna enjoy them more. I think collectors are gonna enjoy them more. Now, in the more middle range, replacing the two and a half inch Galactic Heroes, we have five inch Galactic Heroes. And it appears to be a very vehicle focused line. You are going to have your regular figures out here. Here's the First Order Stormtrooper, your Kylo Ren, in you know, nice enough packaging, Boba Fett. But Boba Fett comes with, I guess, a, a chopper or a customs or a swoop, whatever you want to call it. You know, it's just a motorbike for him the and luke comes with you know kind of a stumpy x-wing and if you look at it it's kind of like an x-wing convertible probably not safe in space but bullseye and womp rat or two and there's a space back there for a droid plying there's probably going to be a r2 in the line sooner rather than later i don't know what to think about the five inch line yet i'll Probably, you know, they make a Greedo. I'm buying the Greedo. And the Boba Fett, we'll see. But I definitely think the 10-inch line is an upgrade from Titan Heroes. And uh, if you have kids, let us know if you, they enjoy playing with them. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can find pictures of the toys reviewed, chat with other Star Wars collectors, and find hundreds of Star Wars Action News episodes at our website, SWActionNews.com. This podcast is created by Star Wars fans showing their love of Star Wars. We want your feedback on Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at SWActionNews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at SWActionNews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. 
You can also find Star Wars Action News on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The links to our social media sites are at SWActionNews.com. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star review written on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at SWActionNews.com. You can also send us your latest store reports, figure reviews, and more. Email us an MP3 or iPhone voice memo at show at SWActionNews.com. All content received is subject for use on the show. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. Star Wars and all of the Star Wars universe contains is trademark and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company. All rights reserved. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Podcasting.